What's up, everybody? Cameron Jones here again with my co-host. Jordan Jones. Welcome back to the Cult Classics Podcast. We've been keeping it nice and fally for you. It's not quite there weather-wise here in Chicago, but uh, I don't care. This movie's always been very fallish to us. We're doing the 1997 film, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Will Hunting has a genius-level IQ, but chooses to work as a janitor at MIT. When he solves a difficult graduate-level math problem, his talents are discovered by Professor Gerald Lambeau, who decides to help the misguided youth reach his potential. When Will is arrested for attacking a police officer, Professor Lambeau makes a deal to get leniency for him if he will get treatment from a therapist, Sean McGuire. Will Sean be able to break down Will's walls and enable him to see his full potential, or will his past be too much to overcome? Matt Damon and Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting. This was the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck uh, startup that we've all heard before. This was like their first big film that they got a star in and they sold. This was like real life Cinderella. Not quite rags to riches, but from obscurity to stardom overnight, seemingly. Directed by Gus Van Sant. Starring Matt Damon, Robin Williams, Ben Affleck, Stellan Skarsgård, Minnie Driver, Casey Affleck, and Cole Hauser. One of Robin Williams' greatest dramatic performances. Still funny. Still funny in it, though. When he goes straight drama, it's too much. When he goes straight comedy, it's fine. It's good still. <laughs> but when you when you mix them, when you mix them together, yeah, yeah that's this and Dead Poet Society. Maybe we'll do that next. Who knows? Goodwill Hunting. Cast and crew. A lot of familiar faces, but let's uh, break this down. Directed by Gus Van Sant. Uh, he also did Milk, the Psycho remake that we were just talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I don't know what involvement, but Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I also see he's part of that. For some reason, nice. I thought I was going to know a lot more of his stuff just because Goodwill Hunting, and I know him as a good director, but less than I thought. He's got name recognition, but yeah, I was surprised that I didn't know more of his movies. So it is Goodwill Hunting. Breakout for him as well. Uh, he's also a musician and painter. He has a lot of stuff with Red Hot Chili Peppers and with David Bowie, a lot of documentaries and like musical kind of things. So check maybe some of that stuff out. Uh, so cool. starring Matt Damon playing Will Hunting. Uh, this You're going to know him from Stuck on You and We Bought a Zoo and other great <laughs> films like that. Uh, obviously, the Bourne series. Uh, I mean, a little after this, Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, this was his start off, though. He wrote this with Ben Affleck and sold it to Miramax. We'll get into this on Verified. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Williams also plays Sean. Um, I mean, it's Robin Williams. We've already done a few of his movies. We've done Hook. We've done... What have we done? Go back and listen to Hook. Go back and listen to Mrs. Doubtfire. Go back and listen to... I feel like we did one more, but off the top of my head, I can't Hard think to say. Of also, Aladdin. I mean, you know who Robin Williams is. We don't have to touch on that too much because we've done him. Ben Affleck, uh, also starring... Well, I don't know. Supporting in this movie, playing Chucky. Um, you're going to know him from Reindeer Games, Geely, Daredevil, and Jersey nice. Girl. <laughs> I would have started with Daredevil. Uh, we have Stellan Skarsgård playing Professor Lambeau. Uh, you would know him from Amistad, Mamma Mia, the Avengers series now. There's a couple Skarsgårds in there. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Girl with the right? Dragon That's Tattoo as well. Role. He, I mean, he's been in a lot of things over the years. And honestly, he's in so much that like, I was scrolling through and it's like, I can't write all this down. But he's been in a lot. Go back and listen to our... Did we do Armageddon? Yeah, go back yeah, and listen to Armageddon, Armageddon? With, with Ben Affleck. 
No, oh. but Ben Affleck. I'm just like trying to get him where we gotcha, got him. Gotcha. You know, uh, Mini Driver plays Skylar. Uh, I know her most as the voice of Jane from Tarzan. Uh, she's also in Ella Enchanted, Sleepers, Goldeneye. Uh, I feel like she was a bigger '90s actress, but is she's still you know she's still doing it. I think she took a long hiatus from acting. Maybe did some youth like was in a band and has recently over the last few years come back. But I don't think the the industry gave up on her. I think she took a break, a break from oh, acting. Good. That's nice. Mm-hmm. To pursue other uh, things. Casey Affleck, uh, Ben Affleck's younger brother's also in this, playing Morgan. Uh, I, my favorite role, Drowning Mona. Also, Manchester by the Sea, Gone Baby Gone. He's been in quite a few good movies. I started Manchester by the Sea the other night. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? This is just sad. Here's depressing. why I did it. I was on an overseas flight, and I it was it was around Oscar time, and I'm like, oh, I'll knock out three of these movies that are going to be sad, and I didn't want to do, but I'm here. Well, as long as that wasn't your last one, it was right in the middle. Good job. I think. Uh, oh, what was the probably what want was the that. other one? Oh shit, ah, I can't remember what one yet that year. Um, you, we have we have covered one um Casey Affleck movie already. Go back and listen to our American Pie. He's the older brother. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, he, he has a yeah. cameo in that. Uh, then uh, finally, we have Cole Hauser playing Billy. Uh, you would know him from our Days and Confused episode if it's still up there. Uh, Olympus has fallen, Too Fast, Too Furious. He's kind of, he's usually said some sort of crew gang best friend or now action-y military kind of thing. Is, is I think most recently he's um he's, a, he's had a breakout role in... Uh, Yellowstone, the TV show that I've never watched, oh, but I know a lot of people like. I've that. always liked him. You know, he's the guy in movies. You're like, man, he doesn't talk a lot, but I really like that. Yeah, character. but he's bringing a it's nice Cole like Hauser. James Dean coolness to him. Uh, that's pretty much it. It's a pretty tight cast. We don't really need to get into anybody else. Should we move it on to Unverified? Welcome back to the Cult Classics Movie Phone. It's December 5th, 1997, and currently in theaters this month, you could have seen the Jungle Book movie, Mowgli Story. Remember that live-action thing that came out in the 90s? Um, briefly. Mr. Barely. Mr. Magoo, the, the live-action starring, um, what's his name, from Airplane? Gleason. Yeah, Nielsen. Uh, Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Am- there it is. Amistad. An American. I think. I think Anasad's underrated. Over. It's forgotten. It's it's, good, it's, it's, not, good it's not underrated. I think it's just. It's been a while. You know. There's a lot of other. Just forgotten. There's a lot of other heavy movies. Okay. That sorry. Have come it's out. it's properly rated. I think critically it's rated and people liked it. I'm just saying it's 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 buried it's under a lot of forgotten. other heavy heavy hitting movies. And it's also sneaky, even though it's set in you know, 1790 something, a courtroom drama. It sure is. <laughs> when it comes down to it. Uh, an American werewolf in Paris, not London. So this is the one I don't know as well. As, uh, ugly stepsister or something. Yeah. As good as it gets. Mouse Hunt, which was a big 90s hit for my. I think that was with uh, Nathan Lane. I think it's with Nathan Mouse Lane. Hunt. Mouse Hunt. 007, Tomorrow Never Dies. Scream 2. Not, a, not the best. Not, not the best. Not the best. Home Alone 3. Not, not even. We don't even not count even on it. there. And burr, 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 Titanic was out also this December in '97. Ooh, what a big smash! Honestly, though, well, you chose the right one. I think it's a lot of decent movies that I've seen, though. It's a pretty good lineup. You also were seven and coming into your own as a human. So yeah, so was, I went uh, to anything you guys were going to in the theaters. That's true. <laughs> uh, so just to get this one out of the way, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. So when Matt Damon was in his fifth year at Harvard, he was in a playwriting class uh, and the culmination of it was to write a one act play. And he started writing this movie uh, with the help of Ben Affleck. And they both pitched this initially to star in it. 
and there's all there's kind of funny things. Uh, unfortunately, it's aged, aged a little bad because they sold it to uh, Weinstein. And- well, they sold it to Harvey Weinstein, and I'm sure he was an awful person at the time. But Miramax was like a great studio um, for startup indie and like art house type of movies. On a mainstream production. That's true. But here's an interesting story of how they actually ended up with them. So Matt Damon and Ben Affleck on page 60 of the script. You'll like this because it's it's a thing on Entourage too. They just they pretty much took this as a plot point in Entourage. Yeah. Out of nowhere, they just have a sex scene between Will and Chucky. And they, like, they brought it to every major studio just to see if anybody actually read the script all the way. And the only person who said anything was Weinstein who said, I love the film, but why in the hell is there a sex scene with the two like best friends of like unexplained to the middle of the book? And they're like, oh, yeah, we put that in there to see if anyone was listening and we, we choose you. It's amazing, though, that you can get so many people to not read your scripts, but like try to buy it. It's also amazing that there's something that crazy. And he's like, oh, this is a great movie, but uh, that's wacky. And uh, let's see if we can just take that out. We can shoot it, but it's probably going to end up on the cutting room floor. Um no, I do remember even the 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 big part of this um, this story, uh, this movie story, is how these two people came from obscurity and won an Oscar for screenwriting at such a young age and got this movie made. That was like that's what I knew as a child. Yeah. About this movie, you know what I mean? Uh, just they were probably on Oprah. They were on everything. Sorry, yeah. I'm rambling. No, you're fine. As you can imagine, the first day of shooting, Matt and Ben uh, started to cry out of happiness because they were uh, filming a scene. The first scene they did was between Robin Williams and Stellan Skarsgård, who were accomplished actors, and they were just blown away that they actually got this thing to happen. You think that was weird on set? Like, yeah, oh, those guys are crying. Hey, guys, those guys are crying hey, a lot yeah, for hey, day fellas, one. Pull it together. <laughs> this is the first scene. Um, we'll probably get into casting what ifs for the Robin Williams character in recasting. I know that I actually they were... didn't. I don't think I wrote any down. So if you have those, save them. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'll save them. But I did. I actually learned a cast or a directing what if. Mm-hmm. So when they were um, shopping the scripts for directors, do you want to know some uh, a weird one that was in um, contention that? to direct? Uh, ben Stiller, but he turned it down. Mm-hmm. That's probably for the best. That's what I thought. It's so easy to say after the fact. If Ben Stiller like, directed sure this, he would have been the same a fine movie. But yeah, you know, but not. It wouldn't have been this movie. This movie yeah. that was a hit and a classic, modern day classic. So another thing that I think a lot of people famously know from this movie, just to get out of the way, uh, the lines where Sean is talking to Will about his late wife and farting in her sleep. That was all ad lib, and he was just trying to get Matt Damon to laugh, which is why it looks like Matt Damon is laughing hysterically because Robin Williams is just trying to get him to crack up. I would say rule of thumb: if you do a Robin Williams movie and you want an unverified, they let they him let him run. Yeah, I don't think you can stop him. But if you're willing to take the time, you'll, there's stuff. Hey, in Robin, there you can let's use. Uh, let's stick to the word here. Okay, let's stick to the pages. <laughs> uh, but a fun one: Casey Affleck also ad libbed most of his lines. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck said later that uh, Casey's improvised lines were much funnier than what had been written in the original script. If you go back and you just listen to his, because they're pretty much non sequiturs, he's at the beginning of the scene or an end of the scene, and he's just spitting nonsense yep. in the bars. And it's actually pretty it funny. It's really funny. If you really listen to it. <laughs> and I told her, go fuck yourself, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is so this, the iconic scene when Robin Williams and Matt Damon are on the public bench. Well, two things about that. One, they're petitioning to have a statue of Robin Williams uh, in the park near the bench just to commemorate the spot. But also, it seems like they, they were they were the only people there. But because Robin Williams was a massive star and they were just in a public bench, there was a, a crowd of over 3000 people at the location behind the cameras watching. 
That'd be a lot of pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure. <laughs> Especially if you were just crying the day before, having Robin Williams yeah. say some of your lines. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, no, there's so much pressure. Um, I will say that uh, I like to just put this out. This is obviously one of those uh, sleep, not sleeper hits, just surprise recognition it, yeah. one. Surprise hits. $10 million budget made like $225 million at the box not office. Not too so. shabby, Matt Damon. Not too shabby. Uh, you know that painting in Sean's office that uh, Will says mm-hmm. it's a shitty painting? Uh, it's colored by numbers. It was painted by Gus Van Sant, the director of the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He is a painter and a musician. Um, I, I don't know how to go into do t- too much detail about this. There was some controversy about whether or not these two actually wrote the scripts. More so, I think there's been shade on Ben Affleck and whether or not he did, I think. I think it's come around since, um, I, I, okay, so they didn't believe that, um, Ben Affleck actually co-wrote the script because he played a goofy, dumb guy in the movie and people thought that means he was a goofy, dumb guy in person. Um, but I think time is told since he's directed a lot of decent movies. The town. It's like, oh, he probably did it. Yeah, he's probably. But he got a lot of shade for years. It's like, well, you're just riding on Robin Matt Damon's shoulders, Matt Damon's coattails. But you know, uh, kind of a cool business witty thing. Uh, After Matt and Ben sold the script to Castle Rock Entertainment, it was printed in the Daily Variety, and they used that to uh, end up getting a line of credit to rent a house for three thousand dollars because they didn't have any money. But they showed him the paper and like, that's us, and we're getting six hundred thousand dollars for the movie. So they gave him a three hundred three thousand dollar line of credit. (laughs) that's funny yeah (laughs) uh just uh talking we were talking about the jane silent Silent bob but to the kevin smith uh universe the job interview where chucky is on for the company called holden and mcneil ben affleck's character in chasing amy is holden mcneil so it was just a nice little wink at those films both by miramax um you're gonna think that these guys came out of nowhere but i uh ben affleck cole hauser i think everybody except casey affleck and matt damon they were all actors before this they book jobs. If you go back to school ties, you've got Matt Damon in it. You've got Ben Affleck and Cole Hauser. So I assume they met somewhere. And again, Ben them. Affleck and Cole Hauser in Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one I have here is uh, Ben Affleck's father and stepmother actually worked as janitors at Harvard. Uh, in, 2000, in 2000, Ben and Matt spoke at a rally for Harvard University in support of increasing the livid, living wage for all workers on campus. Uh, ben Affleck also narrates a documentary, Occupation, in 2002 about the sit-in at Harvard to help their staff get a better living wage. Well, Still fighting for the little man. Yeah, well, they were then, at least. Good for them. Um, yeah, I'm, there's a lot of fun ones about this because it created stars out of these two people. Right. So, so if you go if back something we it. missed... You know, let us know, but uh, we're going to move on to questions, comments, animosities. Questions, comments, animosities. Just uh, t- starting this off with a comment. I haven't done math for fun since Number Munchers, and that was just because it was the most fun math game in you the You weren't doing lab. math for fun. You were playing Number Munchers, and it just happened to have math, which was fun. That's true. If there was a spelling okay, version, I'd like I'll that tell fun. you, around the world's pretty fun math. You know what I mean? Was that the snowball one? When you, what was no, it? no, that? that was the live action you played against your classmates and just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was too much pressure for me because I was bad at math, so everyone could see how bad I was on the spot. Oh, I was bad at math, but sometimes you get on a little run. Everybody's like, oh, look at this little dipshit getting a couple math problems right. That, but they were more like, look at this dipshit. He can't do basic addition. <laughs> He's counting on his fingers for four plus eight. Well, it was, it was, a, it was something to do competitive math. Um, I do have a question about all these genius type movies. You've mm-hmm. got this, A Beautiful Mind, Social what Network. have you. 
social network. How much, if I was smarter, would I be writing equations on either my window, my mirror, or some type of glass surface? It seems to be the way to go. It seems like you need a dry erase in just whatever library window is available. So is it the crux of it dry erase? Because I feel like yeah, there's something. I think it's just dry erase so you can write on any okay. smooth surface. I think it we're just, just not We're just not wasting papers because I happen to have a dry erase board in my house. Can geniuses not get that? Are they just too micro-focused sometimes on the it, equation? Hey, sometimes it's chalk, Jordan. Sometimes it's just chalk on the wall or the ground, you know? But on the flip side is if you're doing all this in pen or marker on your walls, you're a psycho and that's a Well, no, problem. here's the problem. See, when you and me start doing this, we're going to all of a sudden come to and realize <laughs> we haven't been writing anything down this whole time. It's just... Blank pages. It's just that movie 23 where we keep writing 23 on our walls. No, I'd actually be doing that S sign, you know? Oh, the uh, the sussy, I think it's called. The sussy sign. Um, I really like this movie. I unabashedly it's, 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 it's one of my favorite movies. It's a go-to-bed movie, so I don't have many complaints with the storytelling. I do have some um, questions. Why, okay, would he, why would he quit working as a janitor just because he said, hey, fuck you, and like walked away? Like He might have gotten like reprimanded, but it seems like probably not even so like why why just stop showing up if he's already on parole and things are things are tight you know well least, he had a bad show he, bad, he, 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 he had a bad home life cameron he bad upbringing you know what i mean yeah i get he's it he's not making the, rational decisions he needs to work on right. himself just because he can solve any problems doesn't mean he can solve the biggest one himself so okay I'll i think be, that was a tagline i stole from just question so lambo paid his bail then right he didn't just like mm -hmm. talk to the judge okay I, I just wanted to make sure for i that. mean i think he still needed to get bail i don't think they can just let him out you hey know, this he guy's was a genius i need to take him out of here can i, I take this kid it's like sure he's your problem now okay i, don't know. I assumed i mean i was just kind of curious because he said he got him out on leniency so i wasn't sure if it was just like the sentence or also just like no i think he his probation he kind of you know Okay. Was the overseer of. Okay, so he was just a legal guardian, but still had to bail him out. Okay, just check him. I was like, wow, he really got off lucky on this one. I mean, he could have. So, yeah, he did assault the cop and that's. But how many public, public, uh, not intoxications, but underage drinking? Because he wasn't 21 yet. Oh, yeah. Well, Jordan, that bar did not care. That's not, that's not their problem. He went to the Harvard bar, though. You know, I'm just saying, that's you know, true. he was. That's true. Uh, comment. I wish Robin Williams was my therapist. Wow. Sean's great. Um, yeah, it turns out you and I are looking for a mentor, <laughs> yeah, not a therapist. And I'm pretty sure that's what Will was looking for. I don't know if he cured him, and I'm guessing he didn't. Yeah, I guess we're both just describing a father figure is what he was filling the void of. No, no, we've <laughs> we have got a father. Good, we've got a good father figure, but what we want is that mentor. And I think that's what Will needed. And, well, Will needed a lot, but he got a mentor, <laughs> sure. and that was nice. Um, did Robin Williams' character, uh, did he get paid for that? Sean get paid for that? I think it's pro bono, because it was pro bono for everybody oh, else. Oh, yeah, it was. That was a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. But, you know, it was it, though, because he found him. They helped each other, Jordan. He he was going on his vacation. He was he was putting his cards on the table again. So, uh, I guess I just have a question from the, the end of the movie in whole. Mm -hmm. Will's not okay, right? Nah. There's no fix on him and Skylar. Okay. Also, uh, let me take that back, actually, to Skylar quick. He calls her from jail, and it just cuts away to saying, you wouldn't happen to be pre-law, would you? Did he yeah, just yeah. ask for bail from her then? Um, maybe legal advice, or maybe he's just trying to pick her up. He knows what he's doing. I, I know what I'm doing. What is her I know deal? That he is one big red flag. And I also, I do have a question. Like, He's nothing but red flag because she doesn't know he's that smart for a while, right? He does that little stick in the bar, and he shows her some math before a class. But she there's knows no he's way smart, she knows. But she doesn't know that he has uh, what do you call it when you photographic memory? That is no. kind of what we find out later. 
But she pretty soonly finds out he's a just genius. a liar. Yeah, well, that, well, oh, oh, oh big, pretty, pretty <laughs> just big liar. a big liar. Well, okay. I also have, well, first off, animosity, kissing with food in your mouth on their first date when they take that bite. And there's, oh, I think I got your pickle. Gross. That's fucking gross. I only wrote it. I only wrote down a few things as animosity. That's one of them. When I watched it, I audibly said that I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like that, that at all. all. It makes me, I don't want that at all. It makes me think of Wet Hot American sur- Summer when he makes out. He's <laughs> like, you taste like a burger. Gross. When <laughs> they got all that barbecue sauce on their face. Um, I do think that um, as a kid, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like Mindy Driver. But as I get older, I think it's it, I think she works really well in the movie. She adds quite a bit to it, actually. I do like her. I don't like I like her voice a lot. So question kind of animosity. I get it's like the point of the story. So I get that Will has his walls and like but Skyler knows he's like like Boston, like South trash. Like he doesn't lie about that. She knows he's poor. He just doesn't have to lie about the 12 brothers and like, maybe just like, don't hold, maybe hold off on the abuse stuff. Maybe wait in a bit before you get into those heavy things. But like, he didn't like, I just don't get why going into the lies. He could just, he didn't, he didn't have to lie to her. It seems like she accepted him for being garbage and having a lot of potential. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of potential seemed to be like the big factor. Um, he lied because he had his own, his own demons to deal with. Cameron. Yeah, I get that. But like, he went bit for this big lie. I mean, just lightly lie. Maybe. Yeah, like two brothers. Like, I don't think she would have cared. Like, oh, no, I grew up in the foster system. Oh, I'm sorry. How was it? Pretty rough. Wouldn't want to talk about it. Done. Don't want to talk yeah, about it for Easy rough. peasy. Yeah. But until he met Sean, he wasn't able to do that, Cameron. Yeah, Maybe I know. he will I, know, I, mean, I gotta I go that about it, like girl. The whole movie, but it just, I mean. That, Other than that, Will seems like an A-OK guy, right? No problems? Uh, no great, red flags? Hey, great guy. hey, I went to kindergarten with you. <laughs> Um, that whole scene doesn't make any sense. Uh, I do enjoy that they're drinking and watching Little League. Yeah. I think that's about as fun. I don't know if that's a South. I don't know. I don't know if that's a Southeast towny type thing to do, but I thought that was really funny. Um, quite just question. How long have Skylar and Will been dating? Cause it seems like only like a few weeks, right? But she is like all in. So it's funny that we consider this a heavy fall movie. It, it it seems like it's almost it must be a spring movie as well because she's getting done with um, oh that's true classes um, it does have a fall feel but I bet it's actually sp- winter going into spring is is how we start it huh yeah it definitely seems like the cover is like orange and shit with them on the so bench. I I think we are mislaid because there's like a lot of like uh, earth tones in their dress but the cover of the movie makes it look like it's fall but I truly think it takes place in spring. That might make sense, actually, because he's... Only- um, but that's not that big a deal. So I assume that he's under probation for about, like, two months, three months. Yeah, you would... I bet that's our window, right? Yeah, so, like, they've only been dating that long, but holy shit, do they get yeah. serious in that time? Well, you know, he's a genius, and, and she's got money. It's things <laughs> they both want in each other. Actually, he doesn't care about the money. I will say this, though. As a genius, um, here's an animosity. It seems like he's getting offered pretty pedestrian jobs. For being like as smart as he is. Now I'm not saying Jordan, he's re- they are completely unproven. He doesn't have any degrees. They're just going on the word of some professor. Like this guy is a genius savant. There's no proof. It's crazy. I know, but- it's crazy. He's getting any of these offers at all to me. Oh well, no, it's absurd in real life. But I'm just saying, wouldn't you more like, hey, Lambo. Throw some shekels at him, and let's just let this guy be a think tank guy. Well, why would we well, want him to work? Those are some of the work- jobs that he was saying. He's like, you can work in think tanks, too. But it seems like you're saying, why wouldn't Lambo just work with him to solve these things and get his other fields medal in? Like, it seems like he's using him. I mean, Lambo, yeah, I guess. Here's what's weird. I don't, obviously, we don't like that guy, but he's, he doesn't seem to be working, um, doing anything negatively for the guy. He just doesn't 
see the emotional side of humans. Yeah, I mean, because it doesn't because he does just like it's 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 self-serving, but he is trying to in some way help or in what he perceives to be help will as well. I think there's definitely he sees himself getting something out of this, obviously, because he talks about all those geniuses who found the real genius and they were both accredited for their work. But I mean, the scene when like Will sets that equation on fire and he's like, I wish I never would have met you. There's clearly some part of him that's just obviously trying to get Will to succeed and is and is jealous well the jealousy he's jealous yeah. of him obviously uh what's this little teacher say that guy's creepy and i i can't wait oh, to see who dude, you would cast I, him as animosity i feel he's so got bad. red flags at all. i feel so bad for that guy though <laughs> he, he's the only one that really takes the worst in this whole movie if you ask me just emotionally stunted the into just cut uh, down he, the whole movie he he loves it though he lives for that camera and that character you know it's weird though because he's just a teacher's aide right yeah so he he's, he goes Jerry, to school there. Jerry, the, the poor assistant. I, I actually have an animosity that the only loser in the story is Jerry, the assistant. <laughs> he really is. He loses again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and again and again and again. Even when he's comforting that one guy... Um, Kind of early on in the and and when Will proves it's okay, everyone gets lucky. That scene, you're real, you're you're, you're a genius. You're it's like genius. Jesus, Jerry, have some self respect. Yeah, for real. You don't gotta comfort this guy. You don't work for him. I don't know. This is Jordan. Here's I think, an animosity. I think Jerry knows he might need to be working for someone soon. You know, I think he's being real nice <laughs> to a lot of people coming to the That's door. That's true. Um, they did seem to to push this in, and it's probably aged. It's aged weird, but I bet this is how some professors are. He keeps trying to have drinks with like. Oh yeah, he keeps hitting on the students. I mean, like it's almost unless sexual. you want to have a drink with me. I do think that. Um, and this was tough for recasting. I I do th think that Skarsgård's accent really does add to the characters. I'm not. Oldness. I'm not sure if I did. Oh, actually, you know, I think I'll get someone you like for that. Actually, you know, I think I did. Um, I, I definitely went with an accent, but I didn't do like a Scandinavian like person. Okay, we've got three big story points. We've mm -hmm. got. Uh, Robin Williams and Matt Damon's characters together. Mm -hmm. We've got Chucky and the gang and Matt Damon, and then we've got Sky. And her name is really hard Skyler. for me not to say. Yeah, but their accent makes it sound like Skyla. Yeah, Skyla. And it and I have to check it out. It is Skyler. It's Skyler. But I, it's Skyler. very hard for me to. Yeah. Anyway, it's very tough. Um, which storyline is is your favorite? I know Robin they Williams, all work Matt together. Damon, 100. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, by it is, far it the best one. It's so heartwarming and touching. It's the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, it's the only part of the movie I want to see. If if we're saying this is Jaws, that's them on the boat. Oh, I, don't I really could totally fast forward through a lot of the others. The, most of the dating scenes, really, I don't need. Yeah, I don't need any of the dating scenes. I'd watch the one bar scene, you know, at the Harvard bar, and then everything else I can pretty much leave. Except for the and that's including all the. Oh, I do really like though. Uh, I I cannot lose this. It's when um, Skarsgård's uh, Professor Lambo's looking for Will, mm -hmm. and he goes to those two janitors in their office. Oh. <laughs> love those two. Can't lose those two motherfuckers. Asshole. Yeah, and this is Professor Hayes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love the content that they have for them. Can't lose those guys. I'll tell you my biggest animosity of the entire movie. I'm his friend. I've chipped in to do work on this car. Get him a car. And then the next day he drives off on it and we never see him again. The only person who gets that is Chucky. The other two friends, fucking Casey Affleck, he hasn't had a job this whole movie. He scraped together to get these parts. Cole yeah. Hauser, he put a bunch of actual manual labor in that car. Cole Hauser seems like he built the entire car. Like, what engine. the shit good is engine. up with Will? Good engine. engine. Good, good work. Engine. Um, here's a, a trickle up unverified. So originally his character, they had a lot more lines for mm -hmm. Um, but he chose, uh, cause he knew obviously 
Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. He's like, hey, make my character the silent guy. Because he's like, every crew has a guy like that that is just around, good guy, doesn't talk too much, like the quiet, strong part. True. And how much did that add? I mean, that guy doesn't say anything. I think you said his only lines. But I like him being in good there. Good car. Good car. It's a good car. It's good parts. Good car. That's it. That's like the only lines he has. But he he carries such weight. You but know? He, has, think about uh, he has Ray Liotta eyes. He has harsh eyes when he can't, when he needs to. Yeah, I could see. It's weird because, um, you know, we're 20 years, 30 years, probably 30 years later now almost or 25. Anyway, however old this movie is, his career could have taken off way more than it did. And it just didn't. No, I mean, he's been in stuff, though, and like you said, he has a breakout role No, right he's, now. like, acted the whole time, but he never got his shot. No, it didn't feel not like. a huge role. I agree. And I guess not everybody does get their shot unless, you know. Uh, question, what would you do with that genius? I mean, essentially, you get to pick any job. What would you try to do with it? So this is essentially the I'm not same doing math. Like, you're asking me, what would I do if I had magic powers, like a wizard <laughs> or something? And I would swindle stupid people. <laughs> I would try to get rich with the least amount of work possible, Cameron. That's my answer to We don't to know that general. Will won't be doing that. He's like, I see the light now. I'm going to start a pyramid scheme and bail at the last moment. So what I do like about this movie is it's an open-ended... Um, that's how the movie ends. Open-ended, mm-hmm. right? He drives off into the sunset, but it's optimistic, and we think it's going to work out. Yeah, even um, though Skyler should probably not let him back. He's 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 pretty uh, red flaggy. Yeah, that's going to be a tough relationship to start. Hey, I'm sorry. School. <laughs> I didn't say I love you back, and I punched a hole in your wall, and I kind of pushed you. And okay, let's let's take out his emotional baggage. Let's take away his genius. If you just take a townie from the East Coast and Put them in the West Coast at 21. They don't know how to deal with anything. True. And then let's he's never add been on all the- He's never left town. Yeah. He's a townie. He's a genius. He's got emotional damage. What's he going to do in Northern California? Not well. <laughs> He'll be back in Boston. Don't. Here's why Cole Hauser didn't make a big deal. He'll be back in a week. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back. I promise you that. If there's anything stand out you think we're missing, like Casey Affleck masturbating in someone else's house in the parents' room using a baseball glove. Uh, I, uh... I, I need to clean up. <laughs> That's definitely weird. His character's funny, though. Uh, if there's anything we missed that you think we should have mentioned, hit us up on social media. But we're going to move on to recasting. 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 Let's start just with uh, Will's friends. Let's start with uh, Billy. I actually kind of like mine. That would be the Cole Hauser character. Leave Schreiber. He's, uh, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. He's always usually kind of the same cold character. Uh, you would know him from Ray Donovan, that Wolverine origins movie, a bunch of other things. Um, the Air force one, maybe yeah. he might be, he might be the bad agent. He is also in scream two. Yep. Sure. And is. maybe screen six or something. He's in the screens. Okay. So I actually like yours better than me, but. I'm writing down one, and I know who I'm about to say is a huge star, but I'm doing Heath Ledger. I think it'd be a perfect role for him. Mm, just silent. For when him. he was, yep. But he plays silent type so well. Um, I won't hate on it. He's before he starts talking, he plays like the dark silent type in Ten Things I Hate About You, and then essentially when he's not talking, it, he could do this so well from uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I just true. could not see it, and that's what I thought. Yours is a little better. Yeah, it is. How about Morgan? That would be the Casey Affleck character. I just did a replacement from uh, Ocean's Eleven. I did Scott Hahn. Oh, all right, that makes sense. Damn. Yeah, we didn't mention Casey Affleck. Isn't Probably it, his bigger. Isn't that kind of fun though? That that seems interchangeable, right? 
Well, not interchangeable with people, but I like the move. It would be kind of, he'd still be like saying weird off color things and like at the end of scenes and it would be, I mean, you remember their bickering from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it was maybe the, the best top, part of it. Best part of it, actually, the funniest part of it. Um, I I had a tough time with this one, so I went Jake Johnson. Okay, I could just see him doing that so well. That'd be funny. Uh, what's his name from New Girl? He's in. He was in the Mummy remake with Tom Cruise. He's yeah, drinking he buddy. Now, He's been into you know yeah. he is. Uh, last but not least, Chucky, the Ben Affleck character. This was hard. But hear me out. I had t- I had two, and I'll tell you one route I went and the other route I went. I think this one's good. Chris Evans. Oh damn it! Right? Yeah. That's okay. So good, right? Here, here's why that one's good, right? And here's the problem I had. He he has to have some dipshittery to him. Yeah, a little bit, and he can. And I picked somebody who didn't have dipshittery or enough, but has their own version of okay. it, and you're not gonna like <laughs> it. So I I really I really do like yours because. I thought, obviously, like Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, that's too, too funny. Much. Yeah, that's I was doing much. the same we're, problem. We're, I was making we, it. we can't be like a, com- a comedian, yeah. which, which I consider him, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. a comedic actor, wouldn't you? Yeah. Chris Evans, I think you, you, you hit the nose on that. So the one I ended up going with, and this is to counterpart, I went with Adam Driver. Oh, that could work. It'd be very serious. Shit, that's, your, It'd be that's a lot your Cole Hauser. That's your staring off and not saying anything. <laughs> oh, shit. That's actually way better. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you the other person I thought, but I'm like, oh, that's just way too big of a story. Yeah, Doesn't actually seem like a good Brad Pitt role. I did think about it, but I, was, I thought I might be doing too much Ocean's Eleven because I did the, the, the Scott uh, Vaughn, so I was like, I got to stay. So I thought Brad Pitt, and I also I thought like thought, Ryan yeah, Gosling. I thought that'd be a great role. I did think Ryan Gosling kind of maybe too, okay. but I don't I know. I actually like, though, out of all those, Criffet... Chris Evans is the right type of. I kind of killed the friends. I'm feeling pretty good so far about everything. Um, let's do the assistant. That's a throwaway. Uh, Jerry, the Lambo's assistant. I like mine a lot. Tony Hale, Buster from Arrested Development. Ooh, so I actually thought um, I like that. So we're going for the meek ball type, yeah. right? <laughs> so I went Jim Rash. He's the principal on Community. Okay. <laughs> I think he could tone down whatever his is, but uh, I'd like him in And there. I'll counter you with that with the other person who played the principal's do- bottle, do- bottle, bottle, body double. Jesus, that was hard for me to say. <laughs> I also thought David Cross would be good in I it. did think David Cross too, but that's But I actually thought you'd say that, so I went, yeah. Uh, let's do Skyler. I'm actually really happy with mine. I love Emily Blunt. I want to put Emily Blunt there. Okay, so we both kept it. So keep it British. I, I had two British. I like Emily Blunt. I went, and this is to counter my Will Hunting. I have two Will Huntings because it was tough for mm-hmm. me. Um, so I went Kate Winslet. I think she could have done it. Obviously, she was making Funny a big movie I during the time. Funny about her too. She was up there for me. And I also thought Kira Knightley. Weirdly enough, those were my contenders. You and me are actually in the, exactly in line on that one. Yeah. Oh, fun. I think I actually like Karen Knightley the best out of them for myself. Yeah, I could see why. I could see that. I I like Emily Blunt. I think I just yeah, really yeah. like Live Die Repeat. What's that called? Edge of Tomorrow. Uh oh, I just rewatched another Live Die Repeat. Such a good movie. Um, it's Source Code. It's so. Oh good. yeah, that actually is a pretty good movie. And it made me nostalgic as shit from the Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, uh, good Chicago movie. Let's move on to Professor Lambo. I did try to keep an accent thing. I think you'll like it. Brandon Gleason. <sighs> oh, damn, that's good. Right? That's not too shabby. You you guys will know him for the most part as um, Mad-Eye Moody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I know I've said it, take a drink. You gotta go watch In Bruges. Great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, just watch it. God, that's such a good movie. Maybe Colin Farrell's best work. 
Oh, I actually, this is, uh, you can take this out. I really have, I've been re-listening to Harry Potter 4 while I've been like Mm -hmm. cleaning or doing stuff. I got a big argument about Mad-Eye Moody, the character. Okay. (laughs) Remind me. Do you want to hear it now? Remind me after the podcast. We'll save it. Okay. Um, Okay. So we're, we're on. Lambo. This one was, this one was really hard because he has to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went Bill Nighy, oh, and it was mainly well, a little... That can work, because he, well, he could be saucy, too, without it maybe being as pervy yeah. feeling, you know what I mean? I feel like that might come off a little different. I also... I, I also um, contemplated... Um, who, Jesus, I'm, I'm not, now I'm blanking on him. Who plays um, Sirius Black? Oh, um, Churchill really, starring yeah. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. I kept I just thinking Oldman maybe too. I always have to do that to say their name is starring in, and then it sometimes pops. That could maybe work for me. Uh, let's move it on to Sean. The, this one's going to be tough, Robin Williams. <sighs> this is the hardest one because as much as I like, I, I think I think Matt Damon's great in it. I think all the friends, but this is truly this is truly what makes this movie is Robin Williams. Wouldn't you agree? Hundred percent. What 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 elevates it to to the movie? I think he adds so much to it that, you know, a lot of the other people... I mean, so, a replace. lot of the best scenes are his ad-lib scenes with Matt Damon. Those are the yeah. most heartwarming. This one was hard. So my first... This is a throwaway because we've done it a lot, but I do think a serious Jim Carrey could do this. And I'm talking like... It has to be like, like not number seven serious. That was too much, but a little more so than the Truman Show, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, he's got... He, so He has the range. He can do it. Especially nowadays. He has the range to play serious. What I don't know is... Does he have the warmth I, of this character? I think he could. I think nowadays he definitely People could. wouldn't take it seriously, but I, I hear where you're coming from with that. The untetheredness now, if you get him in an actual role, I think he could kill it. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen... And one, I mean, we've all... You and I have seen The Majestic. Yeah, oh yeah, I love it. It's in there. Yeah, he is a good actor. I think he has it. I don't know what, what oh. phase you have to get him in to be in the right state of mind, but Jim Carrey... <sighs> let me go with yours, and then I have another th- another one. Okay, so I'm gonna go with the one I said, and then I and then I also have a throwaway okay. one that I I think would work. I say that I do overuse this guy, but I really thought about what I like about this character. Mm-hmm. Funny, brings warmth, and his life's a little disheveled, right? Sure. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman. It, well, it's God, gonna be time and time again. So, okay, then I'll tell you the one I probably should have said, but I'm not afraid to say Philip Seymour Hoffman because it's so good. Go ahead. Uh, Who's your throwaway? Uh, shit. I was actually just thinking also for Lambo, Mads Mickelson. I use him way too much, but I don't even know who Mads. What, he, give me crime, crimes of Dumbledore. He took over for Grindelwald. He's, oh you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd actually probably be better. Cause it's cold by yeah, his but he's, language. But sometimes he's a little too harsh in the eyes, but, uh, Stern. sorry, back to Sean, my other throwaway, uh, Matthew McConaughey. I, I don't know. Maybe that one throws me off. See, it'd be maybe serious. Matthew McConaughey about, now yeah, it'd be now. I don't know about the heartwarmingness of it, but he could definitely do. A seriousness. Obviously, he's proven that he does good dramatic work, but his his chill demeanor is like a miss with the character. Yeah, I see what you're meaning. I have two. Tell me if you like them. Okay. And we're going a little bit long on this, but I th- I think it's yeah. fine. Um, Tom Hanks, I actually think would be really good in this. Oh, that role. could actually probably work really well. Yeah. And I wanted to lead with him, but I'm like, you know what? I I think actually Philip Seymour Hoffman would be better. And I think you could do Tom Hanks. I would rather see Tom Hanks actually. Anywhere from now, you could even do him at this age, which would be a little too old, but probably you'd want him in the Philadelphia era. Just stick Philip Seymour Hoffman as the assistant, and it's the big Lebowski. You know, <laughs> we'll just have him do that. Okay. And then I, 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 I'll throw one okay. more. 
It might be a little too much, but Michael Keaton would be good in it, too. Yeah, maybe. That could actually... He might be too much, Keaton, but I don't know. I that like could it. work. Especially Keaton now, I could see it, actually. Ke- well, Keaton now, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Will. I only have one, but I think I nailed it. Ethan Hawke. Do you want... Ooh, that one surprised right? me. Right? I, ha- I went through yeah. a couple, but then I... Then, well, I watched Black Phone th- uh, this week, and I was like, oh, he would... Oh, what'd you think? I liked it. Is yeah, it? I'll get to it on okay. what you watch, but I-, I liked it. Oh, yeah. I like Ethan Hawke. That's actually not right? bad. Time period? I, didn't, I, don't th- I don't think about it. Time, time period-wise, period, sure. it works, too. He's a great actor. I don't know his accent worked for Boston, but I'm sure he could do something. And maybe Matt Damon's not really doing anything. So I think a lot of people could um, play this, play this mm-hmm. role, right? I think Matt Damon's good in it. Uh, I feel bad, and it's pretty generic, but Leonardo DiCaprio of the time I can do an accent. I think he might have been up, well, wanted to. I can't yeah. There might be some connection there. Okay, so outside of that, um, I like your Ethan Hawke. What do you think about Jake Gyllenhaal? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay, now what do you think about Heath Ledger as the lead? As well. Yeah. I'd like it more than Cole Hauser's role of the silent guy. Yeah, give him something to do. That makes sense. What were some of your what-ifs that you had? I didn't have anything this week. No, I pretty much said everything. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't do a what if for you. Well, we gave you a couple different options on recasting, but I think we did a pretty good job this week. Not too Not bad. Yeah, we agreed on a lot. Let's move it on to Mount Rushmore. Top four. Top four. Mount Rushmore. Top four. Welcome back to Mount Rushmore. Top four. This week, we're doing movies based in Boston or heavily featuring Boston. I'm going first, and I'm going with Ben Affleck, The Town. So I'm obviously not disagreeing with that. I love The Town. I think... Um, Am I saying I, that's the best Boston movie? No, but it's no, recent, like it. and it's really good. You know, I'll give Ben Affleck his props. So it's on my list, and people may hate me for this, but I'm going to do The Departed. You have to. I mean, that was honestly going to be my number one, but I was throwing Ben Affleck, you know... A little, little bit thrown on a bone. Um, so I have, I have a couple honorable mentions. Hold up, it's my turn, and okay. I'm going to counter you one with the most Boston movie, maybe Boondock Saints. Well, you definitely <laughs> didn't take it from me. I knew it was set in Boston, but you can have it. Like that movie's <laughs> fun and enjoyable, but I don't. I mean, go back and listen to our Boondock Saints episode if it's still up. I don't like it as much as other people. It's fine. Yeah, I used it's to like funny. it more. In hi- it's I liked good. it more in high school. It's it's aged differently the older I get. Um, I gotta say, just because it really is a good, uh, such a good mo- spotlight. Yeah, recently that, that's a good it's, one. It's a good uh, investigative reporting movie set in Boston. I like it. Uh, Fever Pitch with Drew Barrymore. And... Have we done that yet? No, have we I done that think... as a baseball movie. No, we could, I guess. And I like uh, it. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Spotlight Black Mass with Johnny Depp, the gangster movie. Still it was kind have of, not seen that. It was pretty boring, but here, uh, I, some comedian on a podcast just described it well. Where like you could watch a couple scenes and be like, "Wow, this movie's great, and I need to see it." But it has some really great scenes, and it's a long gangster movie. Oh, so if you want to do off the cuff Mount Rushmore of movie with great scenes but aren't great movies, Hail Caesar's number one. Oh, you know what? Actually, I just rewatched it, and I kind I just like it. I like you it. like it more than me. I love the scenes. I don't like the movies. See, and that's just it. The I tend scenes to like, are great. I tend to like movies that can just be scenes. I, that gets me sometimes. I, I wish I could own that house on the sea. Good God, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, the um, Fighter, the boxing movie uh, with uh, Christian Bale from a while back, a couple years sh- ago. Shout out to Ted. That's a Boston Ted, movie. Uh, we have, we've talked by, about Manchester by the Sea a bunch, so might as well throw the Casey Affleck film in there. Uh, but if you want a better movie and not as sad, but kind of Gone Baby Gone with Casey Affleck, also a Boston movie, I believe. 
Yeah, and that one is also a that's I mean, th- three of these movies are related to or directed by Ben Affleck slash Matt Damon. It's funny, I think about Matt Damon so much, but it's really Ben Affleck pushing it harder than than him for the Boston area. Yeah. And uh this is not a movie, but go back and watch that SNL sketch with oh, uh, <laughs> Casey Affleck, like the Boston guy, like going to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm gonna toss that on there. That's pretty funny. Uh you know, I never actually saw Mystic River, but that's a Boston movie. Oh, I've seen it a while ago, but I don't remember it as much. I mean, it was the big Oscar winner nom of the time, but... Uh, Sounds know, a good movie. Good modern-day heist robbery movie. It sure is. Uh, that's all I have for my honorable mentions. What else you got? Anything? I think we said all t- ten of them that we... All the good you know. ones. Let us know all the other movies based out of Boston, the ones you love that we're missing. But thanks for listening to our take on Goodwill Hunting. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Rate and review. That helps us get up at the standings. We'd much appreciate that. If you want more Please content, write a review. Write a kind review. I know I interrupted the camera, but you either hate or love that I do that. And if you're writing a kind review, you love it. So please <laughs> in, include that. If you want more content, check out everything from the Majestic Jam Network, I'm Not Crazy, Cult Classics, and Urban Hermit. I just want to iterate. These are three podcasts that aren't this one. They are Cameron. They're three separate podcasts. Urban Hermit. That's I'm one. Not, I'm Not Crazy. That's two. And the Cult Classics Podcast. That's three. Thanks for listening. We'll check you next time. Bye.